0: How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases To tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful i'm taylor McGilvery. join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives we're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs we're exploring how these advancements touch lives reshape communities and pave the way for a brighter future subscribe to new wave on your favorite platform be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads
2: and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? Hello baby.
3: Hello money.
2: Uh ready to talk about some sex? Yes, yes, yes. You know it's it's almost Christmas.
3: What's that mean? Sex toys under the uh,
2: Christmas Could, tree? Maybe for some. I probably put, not for me this year. No. I don't know unless you got me. Where are we are we getting each other anything for Christmas? We usually don't. Uh, You're not even going to fucking be here.
3: Yeah, we don't usually, but um I was looking around at our art Yesterday, talking to Aaron about the art on our walls in our living room, and I'm pretty um, proud. And I was like, you know what? Those paintings over there, these two, they're all by the same artist. For one,
2: yeah, it's a. I, I like to collect James Jean, um, his art, and
3: okay. the prints that we have. The four prints that we have are range from about, I would say, two to five hundred dollars a piece. Would you say?
2: Um, I feel like the yeah. one
3: by over your desk is about was about 200
2: yeah they usually go on for two to 200 us okay whenever they go up all
3: right so maybe I, but then the frame that, that one
2: on the far end i think was well i bought lo-
3: those two for you for christmas when we lived I, in salt spring island and
2: i think that was a little more expensive but
3: i don't think we got them framed until the following year i think that was like that's yeah. the way that it works i get you the prince and then framing them as a second present because like that frame yeah that frame, which it also has like one, two, three, four, five mats on it. We get them professionally framed. That framing was probably about $700. Yeah,
2: we're definitely not going to Michael's and just getting like the, oh, here's the, here's the like $30 frame in the, in the, no, in the aisle. We are
3: going to Michael's.
2: We're going to Michael's. And you know, goddamn right, we're going to we Michael's.
3: We love going to Michael's to get shit framed. Because they have this, like, computer system.
2: But we're getting it framed. We're getting it, like, legit framed. Legit framed. Like,
3: that one has, I don't know how much that frame (sighs) was, but look look at that velour velvet mat.
2: Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous.
3: And you can try all, like, you have, maybe this is my just a tip. Get your shit professionally framed and spend some time, like, checking out all the combinations of colors of mats, if you and 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 also all of these have protective glass on them, so that the sun can't I mean, damage them.
2: Definitely do that with art that you want to maintain for a while.
3: I think it's. Interesting. It also makes it
2: feel. It also just makes it feel a little more special.
3: Well, I grew up in a family where it was quantity over quality. So, like Christmas time, we get so many presents. Just a bunch. Of we garbage. were so loved. We were so like gifted like we got so much shit. We got everything we ever wanted. We couldn't complain. We were five girls in one house and like, yes, there were hand-me-down situations but like Christmas time would come and there would be a mountain of presents and you know, all of it made in China and you know, after it broke, it would sit in the house until for another 18 years and then, you know, it it was quite, it was a different way of doing Mm -hmm. things than, than I've tried to take into adulthood. We have these valuable pieces of art that have become more valuable through our own investment it's like you know in times like now where i'm about to take off on a road trip i'm like what can i sell to just pad my pockets a little bit because i have no money yeah i'm looking around i'm like looking at these paintings i'm like there's some value to this stuff that we've collected yeah and that feels kind of good yeah that's nice yeah Anyway, but, so
2: uh, that so so
3: yeah, my I think. My so just what do you get tip. me for
2: Christmas? That's what I'm fucking asking. Oh
3: yeah, I didn't get you anything for Christmas, but except for I, we did buy this new couch together, so I we think did. that's the Christmas I think that's present.
2: our Christmas gift to ourselves. I think so too. Okay, cool. Well, that's nice. Um And uh, uh you're gonna be you're leaving today.
3: I'm leaving. You're leaving today. me today. So we're recording this on Monday,
2: well, December. Oh, I guess this is coming out this week. So yeah, we're yeah. Rec- we recording. We're recording this on Monday.
3: We're recording this on Monday. I'm leaving today. When you guys, folks, when you folks hear this at home, on Wednesday, I'll You're be gone. You're
2: gone. You're gone. You're out of my life for a long time. Well, one of two leaving, and uh,
3: I'll see you in a month though.
2: Yeah, we'll see. I'll see you in L.A. Um, yeah. So so anyway, Christmas is almost here. And How it's going to be a, a lonely about, Christmas. you
3: feel like you're going to be lonely? Becca's still going to be here.
2: Oh, yeah. Becca will be here for Christmas. Yeah. Right. It, you're going
3: to have a pretty normal Christmas just without me. I don't me. think
2: so. It won't be a normal Christmas. My my parents are, are divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, This will be the first Christmas with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's going to be weird. You're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. First Christmas without you. That's going to be weird. Um, I, I honestly couldn't give a fuck about Christmas for the first year in my entire life this year
3: but you have those sweet 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 nephews you're gonna
2: oh yeah i'm gonna i'm that's gonna be the best part but like it's the first year where i'm like oh, you know what i don't fucking care about christmas right now and bad. every year i'm like because everybody fucking I'm, hates I'm, everybody hates christmas everybody's like oh my god i can't believe the christmas music's playing already in in the in superstore I, oh god it just drives me nuts. And like everyone loves to complain about christmas i'm like the i'm the I love Christmas. Are you kidding me? It's my favorite time of the year. Yeah, I love it. This year, though, I'm. it's the first year where I'm like, yeah, fuck Christmas. I don't care.
3: Wow. I, I really, I do manage to do that to every person I've ever been in a relationship with.
2: To make them hate Christmas? Yeah. Well, it's not, you, it's not just you. I hope not. It's my parents, too.
3: You know, my dad had a really hard time, has a really hard time with the uh, holidays. And I, yeah. you know, he had a mentally ill mother that he, you know, spent, who was like, she was, I think at the time... The um, it was called bipolar. I don't know if that's still the term for it. Oh no, bipolar is still a disease. Yes, manic depressive. Yeah, is that the same? They call the same thing. Anyway, she had these episodes, and he takes after her a little bit in that regard. And Christmas was always really hard. Like. He just he would look at that pile of presents under the tree and talk about I feel sick talk about the world and the problems with the world and why did we have to celebrate Christmas the way everyone else did and on the same day and blah 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 he would go on these rants anyway. It was always challenging to like enjoy opening presents while he was over there, just like stuffing his face full of cashews just just to keep from complaining,
2: yeah, you know, yep. I personally, I, I still love it. I know I'm gonna get. I know I'm gonna have lots of rum and eggnog. Yeah. Lots of lots of delicious booze. Um. There's gonna be. I'm gonna watch my favorite movie on Christmas morning. My favorite Christmas movie. Tree Treevenge Tree by Jason Eisner. It's a little short film. You can watch it on uh, Vimeo if you want to find it. It's a. It's a horror. It's a Christmas horror that lasts about ten minutes. Know, yeah, it's like fifteen minutes long.
0: <clears throat>
2: um. You know, all that stuff's gonna happen. It's gonna be great. It's just. With my parents split up, it's going to be, I don't know, I don't know what it's going to look like. It's going to be weird. There's going to be a weirdness to it. I don't even know if my fucking dad's going to be here for Christmas. Yeah. I I, I can't imagine he won't be because of the kids, but yeah. So anyway, Christmas is going to be a little weird this year, but uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this.
3: You know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? That I only get to do because I'm not here. Is, um, I'm going to put on Christmas music in the van all the time and sing the whole drive. You and Todd, Canada. you
2: and Todd will be broken up by the no, time no, you get to Edmonton. No, Evanston, no, he likes he'll like it.
3: He likes Christmas music. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: What's your favorite Christmas album?
3: Well, the Rat Pack. Family Christmas is one of my faves. Um, actually, that was a gift from an ex-boyfriend back when when I lived in England, uh, and I was seeing and I was with Adam. He got me the Rat Pack Christmas album um, for Christmas, and inside of it, he put tickets to Rent. We went to Rent together. I Hate the um, musical so much. You haven't seen it.
2: I've seen Rent. The movie. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's not the same as seeing it. Yeah, on and stage. I fucking
2: saw. It. I saw it. I saw it put on by a high school.
3: No, oh, well then it must have been f- f- fucking great. I saw it twice on the West End in England. It was amazing. Whatever. Anywho, anywho, um, so so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to enjoy that. That's my favorite Christmas album. What about you? Oh, also the California Raisins from my childhood.
2: Uh, I really like the Elvis Christmas album.
3: Oh, that would be nice. He's yeah. got such an, an- angelly angelic voice. It's a very good one.
2: Um, there's also and then there's the Run the Jewels have a Christmas album as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
3: I like the Chipmunks Christmas album.
2: That would make me shoot myself in the fucking face. It's.
3: I can. I'd love to sing one of the songs right now.
2: If you. St- it literally, if you started singing it right now, I would hang myself with this XLR cord <laughs> that is coming out of the microphone.
3: Oh. Uh...
2: I do not understand the Chipmunks at all. Who. It's. The, you know what? There's some cartoons when I grew up. That made me so angry they existed, and the chickmunks are one. The chickmunks, the chipmunks, chickmunks, fucking whatever they are, and Caillou.
0: Nobody fucking like Caillou.
2: Little baby, that bald, dumb baby, Caillou. I'm in a mood today, man. I can tell. I don't know, Is it because I'm leaving? Yeah, probably. You're leaving, and I also did that stupid thing where I slept too late. Like I I fucking woke up at seven, but then just kept sleeping with an alarm every ten minutes till nine. Yeah, it's not a good way to start. And I'm just cranky, and I. And then by the time I got up, I had to like work right away. Oh, we're off to a great start. What a fucking great podcast this is, hey? Well,
3: this is probably not the time then, and maybe we can. If this is really not the time, if this is really really finishes everything. And we need to turn off this recording, and start again later. We don't really, we can't. But we don't have the time. But so, but this is kind of a, I have kind of a thing that I feel a little bit anxious about asking you.
2: All right, great. Ask me now while there's thousands of people listening. It's a great time to do it. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay.
3: Um. So we're driving across. Todd and I are driving across the country. Um, we're aiming to get to British Columbia before Christmas.
2: Right. And. Fuck me. That is a, you guys are going to be hauling ass.
3: Yeah. And, um, and I just, I kind of like loose plans. I wanted to talk to you first about this, but loose plans to go over to Salt Spring for Christmas Eve, Christmas day. If we get there, boxing day. Mm hmm to hang with my sister and her kids for those those days she's coming back right back to the east coast on the 26th so it would only be a couple of days but I know it's you know my family is your family and we have that special relationship with those folks and I just wanted to m- mention that and see I don't know if that's okay w- with you yeah yeah Not the time.
2: Well, I'm not going to say don't. No, I know. So,
3: I know you're not going to say don't. I know I don't have to ask you for permission either. But I just, I, yeah, I don't want it to be like for, for, for in a moment of thinking about it, I was like, uh, this is something that I should at least give a heads up. About, it hadn't like, you know, like permission is one thing and and I know you wouldn't say no and it's whatever. But it's like, it is, I remember the first Christmas that like Becca was around with the family and
2: and
3: Becca's going to be here. And like, I know we've worked through this stuff before and I've already introduced most of my family to Todd and you, you know, Mm -hmm. we had, we had those moments of like. Is it okay if we cross this next threshold into sharing our families with?
2: I think I'll just be, I I think I'll just be sad of like, just FOMO sad.
3: About missing out on that?
2: Yeah. I had a dream last night about Flora. And so maybe that just makes this even more intense because it was a long and like intense dream. And when I woke up, I just felt...
3: Like you missed them
2: yeah, just that like I just love her so much and I miss her, yeah, and so now I'm, yeah yeah but yeah I mean yeah, it's gonna be a, that'll be a really sweet experience and a really nice Christmas and Christmas is always ni- is always really fun there so
3: well, it's interesting that you say that because I have a certain amount of anxiety about going obviously I love my sister very much and my family, but I have Rose and Oh yeah, they're not dog people, and Rose is like a lot of dog. And Rose is
2: more dog than any dog I've ever dogged.
3: Yeah, and uh, and so I do have like a little <laughs> bit of my
2: that might be a lot, yeah.
3: You know, a lot, a little bit of anxiety about that, and I also I know that, and it sucks, and I'm working on it, but I know that because of the stories I have about my dad at Christmas, I can be a bit of a curmudgeon. At Christmas not time, not I just what happens is, I I wake up and I go, and I'll just be like, it comes from having a broken family. It'll be like, am I here? I am with these people, but here's a list of all the people I'm not with.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, because every year it, there's that's, a list of people you're not with. I
3: know that's just how it works. But it's hard for me.
2: Well, it's hard for you know what. It's hard for everyone.
3: I know it's hard for everybody, but. So. Well. <laughs> thanks.
2: Uh, all right. Let's move on. And Are you
3: okay, though? We can't yeah, leave we our could... listeners feeling like they just heard something oh, they shouldn't sake. have heard.
2: Well, do you, we, you want to? We can talk about it. Let's talk about we're not recording. <laughs> fuck me. Yes, I'm fine. You're going to do that. I'm going to be sad about it. It makes me feel little pangs in my heart. Yeah. Because I'm not there. Mm-hmm. And you're there with somebody else, and those that f- side of the family is very important and special to me. But also, I understand that that's would be very that'll be a very nice and loving experience for you and Todd and and everyone else who w- will have you guys there. So it's great. I love you. Do that. That's fine. I'm gonna be <laughs> fucking sad about it. <laughs> All right, and then and then we're over it. That's it. I really. It's all good. I have to tell you something. What?
3: <laughs> I really appreciate
2: you. I appreciate you too. Oh, fuck.
3: We've come a long way from you getting annoyed at me for airing our dirty laundry in public to having thousands of listeners listen to our most intimate conversations. Well, sometimes. there's
2: a difference between that and... Us airing our dirty laundry by like yelling hurtful things at each other loud enough for other people (laughs) to hear, and because you just you just sound like a fucking crazy person. You all everyone just sounds crazy in those when you're yelling. Yeah, that keep that to yourselves. Yeah, I I hate when roommates hear me like in the middle of a fight. Yeah, there's a difference between a fight and a
3: and a tough conversation.
2: Yeah. Also, weird that you did it on the podcast. Just saying.
3: We can take it out.
2: No, whatever. It's, it's there. We, I just, we literally need content. So. I
3: wanted to demonstrate for the listeners the way that we uh, incorporate the thing we tell everybody else to do. I
2: think it's a great, a perfect a great illustration. Yeah, a great example. I
3: feel like everyone's really grateful okay. and appreciative of, right. of your...
2: Great. Merry fucking Christmas. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's move on to, um, so something that we're adding to our Patreon or that we've been considering adding to our Patreon is you reading your, your diary, your journals from as a child, this journal that is currently in your hands right now. It's my gift. All the pages are pink.
3: It's my gift. There's a
2: pink lock built into the journal. Yeah. Um, so we're, so, so what's the deal here? We're going to, we're, this This... is going to be a Patreon Piece uh, of content.
3: Just it's for just a Christmas present, okay. our holiday present for our Patreon listeners. But we
2: want to give a little t- a little taste to, to the people who who might not uh, be supporting us on Patreon. Yeah,
3: I'll read like which the... all,
2: which also if you're thinking of a gift for Christmas, uh, what a lovely gift. Agreed. To give yourself, basically. So basically, doing yourself a favor. Yeah. It's like it's like giving to it's like um giving to. You know, when those like really hungry babies come on television and you feel real sad about it and so you want to give your money to them? Yeah. Cause like, that's what we are? Yeah. It's kind of like that. You're, you're kind of doing something nice for yourself, but for also others. And although we're not hungry African babies, uh, we are artists <laughs> and they're kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> That's gonna we're gonna get some hate from that.
3: You are not the same. Your bellies are not distended.
2: Alright, so um So uh, <laughs> yours often is when you get your period. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's weird.
3: Um I uh Yeah, so I'll read a couple of entries um, it, yeah. for everybody. To hear. Is this going to be if, just
2: cringy as fuck?
3: And then, if you're interested in hearing more, um, you can become a Patreon subscriber. patreoncom uh,
2: slash And
3: when we take our, we're, so we won't be releasing episodes on the Wednesdays that are Christmas Day and New Year's Day.
2: Right, we're taking a, we're taking two weeks off for the yeah. holidays.
3: Um, because we know you'll all be like, you know, obsessed with your new toys and everything, and you won't want to listen to any podcasts. Um, but Patreon subscribers, you'll get this as a little Christmas gift. Um. Me reading from my diary, and here's the thing: is I think it's really important uh, or really interesting to see like where I where I came from. It's like I read every entry, I read and I go, and now I host a sex podcast. Okay, <laughs> so this is my very first diary. Um, How old are you here? Like, what's the age? June 1991.
2: Whoa, dude! I was a nine ninety. I was three.
3: Okay, yeah. So you
2: were, what, you were like... I was seven. Seven, wow. Ready? Math.
3: Dear Diary, today on the way home, a little boy named Jesse kissed me on the cheek. That was the first time that I was ever kissed by a boy. It (laughs) happened on a bus. My friend was sitting with him, and I was sitting beside him. Bridie.
2: Oh, fuck. That's the very first entry into your very first journal? Yeah.
3: And, uh,
2: do and you think, how long do you think you had the journal before you made your first entry? Were you I, like, I better wait until the boy kisses me before I, that that, that sounds like what you would do.
3: I, I once don't, a
2: boy kisses me, I will start this journal.
3: I can't say for sure, but what's really funny is that I've, they're written in pencil with handwriting, cursive handwriting. Oh my
0: God. And I
3: have obviously gone through later on with a pen and made some edits. <laughs> Um, and I finish every entry with my name, Bridie, and a little heart.
2: Oh, my God. Here's the Can next. we take a photo of that and put it on our Instagram today? Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay, so that was uh, June 1991. This is a year later. It's the next page.
2: A year later? Yeah. Was, oh, my God.
3: I, I wasn't really prolific at writing at um, at that particular time in my life. This is from June 12th, 1992. Dear Diary... Today is the second last day at school. I'm not sad because of school. I'm sad because there's a boy who sells milk and I will not see him for a long time. <laughs> he is very good looking. Actually, in pencil, it said he is very sexy and then it's scribbled out with pen.
2: Oh, no. And
3: written good looking. Yeah,
2: because you can't, you can't let your parents.
3: Look how much scribbling out there is on this page.
2: Oh, you must have been saying some some shit.
3: September 5th. This is after the summer. Uh-oh. Dear diary, one day, <laughs> one day I saw a boy named Thomas. He is so cute. <laughs> this is scratched out. This is scratched out heavily with pen. I'd have sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> And then we have a brief reprieve oh, from my fuck. hormonal angst. So, this wait, is October you can just 1992. See, you
2: can see through the scribbles. Like, it's just, it's clearly, oh my God. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. It's so easy to see. You really gave the sex. I really everything, scratched out. Everything, sex. everything is scratched out, but the sex, you really scratched out.
3: Okay. October 7th. This is a month later, 1992. Oh my God. Dear Diary, I know this is not about a boy, but I want to quit piano lessons, Bridie. Aww. I know. Um, January thirtieth, nineteen ninety three. Let's skip ahead a few months. Dear diary, today my friend came over and we talked about sex. We even wrote notes about sex. That's written in pen. No, nothing scratched out.
2: Oh, you were just like, someone find this. I dare you.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. Do Do you want to go more? Or? I feel uh, like me, this is good. Fucking. L- this is gold.
3: Let me. Uh, l- there is some gold in here. Um, but the next one, I'll just just to bring it back around. Uh, because I want to bring it full circle. Dear diary.
2: S- sells milk
3: I definitely yeah. think I have love sickness I can't stop thinking of the guy at camp he is so cute and then I wrote in pen later Thomas just for reference that's Thomas the has cute come boy. up two times that's the cute boy that I would have sex with
2: oh Thomas yeah he at, wasn't the milk seller in
3: 1993 in 1993 I was nine. Oh wow uh, no he didn't sell milk I never learned that boy's name but I think <sighs> it was something I remember his sweet face and his hair
2: the milk guy yeah yeah
3: he was really cute. He was like, um, he he was like one of the sixth graders that brought milk and pizza around on those days, and like you bring, when we were in like grade yeah, one and two. Yeah, and,
2: they bring on a tray, right? Yeah, up to the up to the classroom. Yeah, it
3: must have been his like community service or something. <laughs> um,
2: Holy fuck, that's good.
3: Yeah, I mean, it it barely barely scratches the the like the next entry, which is May nineteen ninety three, is the first time. Now I remember this boy. I remember this boy. Thomas? No, this this boy's name. I'm just going to tell you his name. His name is Jonathan. I can't change it. I can't change his name. I'm going to change all the other names.
2: The Jonathan that I know?
3: Uh, do you know him? No. No, not that Jonathan. Okay, okay. This, this Jonathan. Is he also
2: listens to the show.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Sorry, Johnny boy. It's not, not okay, you. Okay, all right. Um, this is, I don't want to say his last name because you got to protect people's privacy. Sure. Um, So I... It should be noted that I went to school in a very small town. From kindergarten to grade six, I was in one building. And then we crossed the street from grade seven to 12. And so okay. all the kids that I basically knew in kindergarten, more or less, I graduated grade 12 with them. Okay. So I, that's why I'm not going to say too many people's names. But Jonathan, and the first time I wrote about him is 1993. Again, I was just turned nine years old. I had been obsessed with him. For as long as all the way, pretty much to the end of high school. Okay. Yeah. In a way, like I felt connected right. to him. It was the yeah. Yeah. So, but that this dear diary, I love with like ten O's, Jonathan, and um, he makes several appearances as we go on. I'm not. I'm not going to read anymore, but um, but for the Patreon subscribers, jo- you you should you're gonna know, get you're
2: gonna get a heavy dose of Jonathan.
3: Oh yeah, you're gonna get a heavy okay. dose of Jonathan. But then there's lots of. Um,
2: um, I'm excited for this There's
3: lots of, uh, of Ben And there's lots of
2: All the boys Russell
3: And there's lots of
2: Yeah right Pete
3: Ivan And there's lots of Gavin, and there's lots of Ryan, and there's you know, Jesus There's, there's every other day. I have a, yeah. I make a list of just so I can keep track for myself of who.
2: Just, just I'm for my, just with. for my own. Uh, what, how, lo- what year does this diary? This end? This diary
3: ends um, in nineteen. Started ninety one ninety six. Wow, cool. Oh no, the last one is nineteen ninety seven. Okay, yeah. so a good,
2: like six years.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and well, then um, but then I have a separate book here um, of just my poetry.
2: Okay, right. Which right? Okay. Well, that's uh, that's really exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing all of that. Um. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start this week's episode. Um. It's a uh, it's a it's a sweet little conversation that we had.
3: Yeah, with our friend Evan.
2: Uh, with our friend Evan, and and about her her life as a, a queer woman. Dating a, a, a very lovely sounding man, uh, man. Um, and
3: who's full of surprises. Who's just
2: absolutely chock full of them. So uh, we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Again, we've got uh, this week and we've got next week and next week uh, is a doozy. Uh, it's a big one. Um, so So we got those two episodes and then we're taking a little holiday break and then we'll be back in the new year. Um, so just keep January in mind. January eighth will yeah. be
3: our first episode back. Um, right. Patreon I'll be, I'll be subscribers, then. check your inboxes, and you'll get this. Uh, tant- the rest of my tantalizing uh, tweens.
2: Yeah.
3: Um. And all right.
2: I uh, hope you enjoy this week's episode, and we'll see you on the other side. You and your dad are the king of dad jokes.
3: I would fly that flag with pride.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is exciting. Uh, are we using your name?
3: Um, I don't think so. we
1: mm-hmm. right. We're gonna go under an alias.
2: All right. Let's figure it out. What would cool. be your alias?
1: Um, I think my alias would be Evan.
2: Oh. Oh. Okay. Right. I think I read this somewhere. You yeah. put this in an email. I think you put it in your email. Evan. Well, I, I like that. How do that. you
3: spell that? E V A N. Cool.
2: Like most Evans I've, yeah. I've known. Yeah. I know a
3: girl named Evan, um, and it's E-V-A-N-N-E. Ooh.
2: That yeah, that a, that baby. angers me. Oh, really? Yeah.
3: Okay, well, yeah. sorry. Why complicate <laughs> it that much? Oh, yeah. Well, there's like so many names that come into the yoga studio where you're like, when come you on, a, seriously? When you meet a Caitlin. Yeah,
2: there's so like, many Caitlin. K-A-Y-A-I-L-I-Y-T-I-N. K-A-Y K-A-Y <laughs> and all Caitlin.
1: All the Gaelic names in yeah. Nova Scotia too. You see a name and you're like, I have no idea how to pronounce that. And they're like, Oh, it's Kiva, but it's spelled like Kiomi. Yeah, 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 it's spelled right?
2: like S H I O B H A N. Yeah, you're like yeah. Siobhan? Like, nope. It's
3: like Davnet. Davena Doyle is like. Kellen. It should be D A V N E T, right? That's how you should spell her name. That's how she she named her record D D-A, like Davnet. Her's D-A-V-
2: Dapinhat. It's it?
3: like D A H M N A I T. There's a triple consonant oh. happening right in the middle of it.
2: Where does Evan Does Evan come from anything? Or is it just a name you like?
3: Yeah, I feel like.
2: Or if you say it, will you be like, I'll oh, fucking, I'll be giving myself away if I say what Evan is?
1: Um, Like if if somebody really, really wanted to figure it out, they probably could. Right. Um, It's a nod, nod to like, not to something, but. It, Evan it, Rachel Wood? Yes. No, I have no <laughs> idea who that is.
3: <laughs> she was married to Marilyn Manson for a second, wasn't she? She was. Yeah. She was kind of a babe. She Total did you ever babe. see the movie Thirteen? No. Okay, so that was like that came out when I was pretty young. And I think you're you're twenty three? Yeah, I'm twenty I'm
1: turning twenty four next month.
3: Nice. Yes.
0: Fun.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, so I'm twelve years older than you, and that that, that movie would have come out like when I was younger than you are now, so maybe you never saw it. But um Evan Rachel Wood, that was her breakout movie. She yeah, they were the, just doing whippets the whole she time. She was like the bratty That's I thirteen year old. It was Terrifying movie if you have children. I feel so like
2: I've it. Heard. I feel like it was the uh, your your generation's equivalent to uh, Euphoria. Yeah, but in a film. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's like a good analogy.
2: Thirteen year old just like going wild in in the valley. Yeah. If valley. you
3: haven't seen it, maybe that's my just the tips for this conversation. All right, well, right? Go
2: yeah, see it. Save it for the. Yeah, intro. There's so
1: many movies I need to watch. I barely, I barely consume pop culture, so there's all these references
3: that I just totally miss, and then. Wow Yeah Yeah. I feel like the two of you Are polar opposites in that regard
2: 100% I watch pop culture So I don't miss the references references? Yeah
1: Yeah I kind of like the bliss Of the ignorance of it all Just being like "Ah." like, Ha 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 Great I didn't get it (laughs) Yeah Continue Just Like Over your head
3: Yeah I like that too I don't I don't I don't have any FOMO I have like I don't experience it In any area of my life I definitely did In my early 20s But like Parties and staying out late um, any of that fun stuff that happens I can usually just be like oh well I wasn't there
1: yeah I I have FOMO from this weekend I was working all weekend and woke up every morning to just a ton of snapchats of my friends doing crazy things and I'm like oh I wish I was there but I also need to sleep so
3: sleep is important sleep's important um so when you uh so it was almost been a year ago we've been talking about you coming on the show um and what's what's do you think if you wrote that that message now that that much would have changed did you reread yeah, I did okay yeah
1: it was interesting um like things have changed but again a lot is still the same okay like I'm still I still am with the same partner and mm-hmm. he's still very wonderful uh we've definitely gone through different challenges as our relationships evolved and our relationship has changed quite a bit but yeah, it was it was cool. It was just a very different perspective. It's like keeping a journal, and then you go back and read old entries, and you're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I felt totally differently." Yeah. Not that I feel a lot different, but yeah, because you said just, it was a
3: it was a great relationship. Yeah,
1: and I mean, it still is. He's amazing. I'm am so lucky.
3: That's great to hear. Like, I I always forget when I'm in the middle of an argument with my with a partner that like that there's a, the other side of it is always better. Always mm-hmm. when we're in the middle of it, I'm like this is forever. This is what it's always going to be like from now on. But, um, maybe you could tell me, tell us what the, over the last year, you said you've been through some challenges. Like what, how has that made your relationship stronger?
1: Yeah. Um, so when I first wrote in and um, we hadn't really had a big fight yet, it was still very much.
2: It was like early days. Yeah.
1: We'd been dating, I think for about eight months. Um we'd been seeing each other for a while. So we had known each other for a year <coughs> and a half, but had been official for about eight months. And it was still very much like those, you know, exciting feelings you get when you're first starting to date somebody and mm-hmm.
0: it's
1: everything's wonderful and rose colored and um then like things slowly like change over time and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just the progression. And we definitely have had a few more arguments and um and I'm I think one thing is that i'm really lucky about is lucky for is that he's not a very angry person so i say like we've had arguments but really they're just disagreements and discussions and because we're able to have those open and honest discussions our relationship has really transformed into something where it's a better partnership than it mm. was initially it was kind of like more romantic at the beginning and now it's still romantic but definitely there's an um like he's also my, my partner more than he was before. Mm. And it's a little bit more intense, but really happy, really good.
2: So. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. One thing I've noticed about, uh, and just to like kind of relate to this is, is that, and I've, I've kind of... Cl- checked in with this thought several times since especially since beck and i've been together like one thing i i knew about you and i since you know you and i've been together for
0: Sometimes.
2: like 10 years you're mm-hmm. coming up on 10 years um is that we don't do well when we drink together mm-hmm. and like that was something that we struggled with for years of like every time we get drunk and we're together it didn't it almost always ended badly always always ended up in like a fight fight and so we like over time we're like "Mm, maybe if like one of us is like time went on the other one should maybe hold off a bit i drink a lot so uh, i i kind of just like i was the one who ended up just drinking more and then you sort of like eased off on the drinking yeah and, and then
3: I eased, I eased back in real hard later, <laughs> yeah, on, <laughs>
2: yeah, later on um and then i noticed it's the same thing with becca and i where it's like if becca and i Beck and i can drink together it's fine but the only times we've ever had like fight fight fights is when we're both intoxicated mm-hmm. i can't remember a time where we've had like a like a like a, a like a like a toxic feeling fight which we've definitely had but almost every time it's because we because alcohol is involved. And so I hear you say that like all right your partner doesn't really get angry which is uh, awesome. That sounds
1: He's a very very stable low energy right. person. And he he does get angry when he plays sports and that's the one time I've seen him like Kinda throw things it. around. Yeah, Otherwise sure. he's very he's like a very if we're having a disagreement he's like a very Stoic, yeah. his face doesn't really change. He doesn't say a lot, you know.
2: And that and that is mm-hmm. that that's included with like like because I know you you like to you're social you're a social person, um, and I know that through your line of work like you there's there's drinking involved and mm-hmm. and a lot of your you know I know you and I know your your friends and so do you got have you guys ever like come across that where if you're If you're engaging in you know if you're intoxicated at all it's like uh, maybe we should back off from from getting into this right now because we're in that state
1: and I think just going back to what you said about um, like the biggest fights you have with your partner when you when you're drinking uh, I definitely like drinking and going out without him now it's something like we're in the same friend group so um, we used to end up just drinking together a lot and like always being together but i find there's something so fun and just like having that independence and being able to still be yourself outside of a relationship and a partnership just mm. like going out by yourself with your friends and just drinking with them and meeting up with your partner maybe later in the night when you go home to mm. them but i love that freedom and i love not always having to drink with him because right. yeah the few times the one time I remember that I really was, like, just, like, super drunk, kind of crazy, like, I'm definitely more of an extrovert than he is, and I, I think I'm a little bit more fiery than he is, so I was just kind of, like, yelling ahead at him, and I was like, oh, we left the party because you wanted to go home, and I was just craziness. It was just me. It was just, <laughs> yeah. I was just
3: being drunk. Yeah. And he was like, okay, we'll talk about this in the morning. Good We're night. so illogical. We're yeah. so illogical. Like, there are other drugs... Affect us in different ways. When you but say we, you're not
2: talking about women, right? You're you're referring no, to just I'm talking like about drunk people. Yeah, 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 totally. It's oh like, yeah.
3: There's no there's no truth serum no. aspect to it. It's not even about like being unfiltered. It's like it fucking changes your personality.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, we were talking about this earlier today. It's like the Shambhala, like the music festival. Okay. It's like this massive fucking music festival. It's like you know, I mean, not really, but like sort of. It's like Canada's like version of of burning man like it's a fucking huge crazy festival Where at it west is happening at? at west out in i think yeah. it's bc somewhere and uh they don't allow alcohol mm. it's like it's a dry festival i mean obviously people sneak it in but yeah. you can't buy it on premises you're not allowed to bring it in but the drugs are like bring all your fucking drugs bring mm. all your ketamine bring all your molly bring all your acid like that's fine mm. we'll we'll handle everyone who's high but do not come in here with your drunk ass, because you're a bunch of fucking animals when you when you get drunk. Yeah, you know? I wonder
3: if it like I'm, someone listening to this probably knows the answer. but I feel like it, like it, like just a particular chemical switch in your brain just yeah. goes. Yeah, you're no longer capable of making yeah. any rational decisions, or
1: well, it shuts down like your. I think it's your frontal function, okay. right? It, okay. It's okay. depressant, so it affects some part of your brain, and it's you're not making logical decisions. No, definitely. I know for me, I'm a, I am like to think I'm a pretty even-tempered person, but every once in a while I just, I get really drunk and I'm like, this is how I'm feeling and I'm going to tell you right now and you're going to hear everything <laughs> from like the bottom of my heart and it's not going to be pretty.
2: Um, I know that, in, are, you, are you and your partner, uh, are you guys monogamous?
1: No, so we actually just recently, we've been transitioning to opening up our okay. relationship.
2: Okay, because I was going to ask because I know yeah. in your original email you were you were talking about how you you identify as queer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was wondering how that, how that plays into your relationship currently or has played into your relationship. Um, you guys are just starting to-
1: Yeah, very recent.
2: Explore that sort of world?
1: Kind of within the past four months.
2: Oh, super recent. Yeah, okay. super recent.
1: So, and I think it's going to grow as time goes on. But um, yeah, I never thought I would date another man again Uh, I've dated I think I've really only had one other boyfriend besides my current partner and I've had a few girlfriends and I was seeing a girl when I met my current partner right so um, I didn't think I was like no like I'm pretty sure I'm like maybe there's like a little bit of space in my sexuality for men but I'm like no like I'm pretty mostly interested in women and then I met my partner and everything <laughs> right. and i was like oh yeah. i really like him and just his personality and who he is and everything kind of changed from there um but i know he always he met me first as like a very out and explicitly queer individual so he always knew there was that aspect of myself and even when we first started dating he was like if you want to see other women like go ahead it doesn't bother me like that's okay mm. do what you need to do um And at the time, I was really just like, I was like, honestly, I'm just really obsessed with you. You are like the one person I want to spend time with. And that's how it was at the beginning. And then eventually things started to change. We're like, oh, like we could open this up and this could be something that we work towards and move towards. But yeah, it was a slow transition. Mm -hmm. What do you mean?
3: Yeah. What do you mean things started to change?
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess it's more. Going back to that feeling of when you first meet somebody and it's just obsessive. You just can't stop thinking about them. I don't know. I find I'm always chasing that feeling. I think I'm a very romantic person and I love rom-coms and people, stories of how people meet and fall in love Mm -hmm. and engagement stories and wedding stories. I love all that stuff. It's so cute. I just think it's so much fun. And uh, I'm always chasing that feeling of meeting somebody and falling in love. Yeah. 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 And um, so when... I first had that with my current partner. It was all-consuming. It's just all I wanted, and then eventually those feelings do fade, mm-hmm. which is why I think I'm always chasing them. But <laughs> right,
2: right. But yeah. Well, how did that play out in terms of like conversation between the two of you? You know, like how did it? Yeah. How did you guys? How did it? Um, was it something that naturally came up, or was it something that like one of you broached first to the other?
1: Yeah, it was honestly. This is like the the biggest hurdle I think we over over we've overcome in our relationship is that i had kind of had these feelings of especially like wanting to sleep with other women again and wanting to go on dates with other women mm-hmm. and just being able to express that side of myself that i really hadn't had a chance to especially like in my line of work i am thankful thankful to be in a very queer environment and i meet a lot of other queer people yeah um and it was something that i was kind of shutting down because i didn't want to because i have a history of cheating on my past partners and it was something I really didn't want to do with my current partner Um, so it was something that I wasn't really able to express and it was kind of building up and kind of causing feelings of resentment and feeling like oh I could be so much better if I I could be a much truer version of myself if I wasn't with my current partner and it kind of like came to a pinnacle and I wrote him a letter About how I was feeling. And at the time, we were considering moving in with each other as well. And I was kind of realizing that's not really what I wanted. And I still really wanted to keep my own space and keep our personal lives a little bit separate. Um, And so I wrote him a letter just saying, Oh, I don't think I'm ready to move in with you. Also, this is how I'm feeling. And I'm worried about how it's going to change our relationship and our future because i still want to be with you and i still love you but i also need to express this side of myself and it's something that i can't really hold back any longer because it's i've seen it happen before and i've seen it manifest itself in negative ways in my Mm. past relationships so
2: how did what how did he react
1: he was again i always think he's going to I'm like, oh, like I'm going to do this to you and you're going to freak out. He's always just so calm and level-headed. Right. And I think I come at things with like a high emotionality and he's always just, he's a rock. And so I guess he had kind of had no idea that I was feeling all these things. And when he read the letter, he was like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea you were feeling this way. And I gave him the letter right before I left the province for five days, um, which was not a great idea. Don't
0: do that. That's so bad.
1: I like gave him the letter like on the way to the airport he was dropping me off and uh he was like I just wish you didn't leave like I wish you had given me this letter and then we could discuss it together because right now I feel really alone and isolated so yeah don't do that um but it was also good I guess to get a little bit of space especially it was just like five days I came Mm. right back and then we had a good discussion and then from there it's just been again smooth sailing right yeah
3: what do you think it would have been like? Because I feel like in your situation, or any of our situations, to go to your partner and be like, "Okay, I'm attracted to both, or, or all all people, um, and I need to express that." Like, if it if 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 it it was like I I'm a sexual person, I need to I need to express that, and but I, I'm only attracted to men, would like i guess i'm i'm just having a little bit of a hard time wrapping my head around jeremy you being okay with me seeing other women but then because that's a part of myself i need to express but what if i want to express myself sexually and i'm not attracted to women i'm only attracted to men then it's different you know what i mean mm-hmm. Like, totally. did you, did was that a part of your conversation at all? It is. And
1: it's like, it's, it's definitely still <laughs> a continuing part of our conversation, especially because like I am mostly attracted to women, but I do still have attraction to men. And mm. it's definitely, he's a lot more comfortable. And I think that he's like a very, he's like fairly, I'm pretty sure he's like very straight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's like a flexibility in everybody's sexuality, but I know for the most part in just like the way he's been brought up and he's like a very like straight guy um I know he's a lot more comfortable of the idea of sleeping with me and like see or me sleeping with other women and me seeing other women as opposed to like me starting to see other men Mm -hmm. but it's something that we're definitely I think moving towards he's had a few I think it'll come with time too as like he starts to see other women without Mm -hmm. me as well I think when he realizes he's had a few experiences where I wasn't present and he had had hooked up with a few other women but it's always been he hasn't had like sex with anybody yet right Mm -hmm. um i think when he has that experience and and then comes back and realizes that our relationship is still the same and that not much is like he still loves me to the same capacity Mm -hmm. um i think then that kind of conversation will shift a little bit
2: is this the first time for both of you uh to to be in a relationship that isn't like quote-unquote monogamous?
1: So it's the first time for him, but it's... I think I've... In most of my relationships, I've been pretty open. I've never had a relationship where I just slept with one person.
2: Right. Even, like,
1: from, like, the very beginning, I've always had some sort of open relationship. Or I guess the most monogamous situation I would have was... um, I was with, like, a partner, but we would see, like, another couple every once in a while or something like that, so
2: which i feel like is is a lot more common in the queer community.
1: Totally, yeah.
2: You know. Um i mean at least I, I might be painting a very like general brush there by saying that but i i feel like most most of the most of the gay men that i've known in my life like have are very not much, like very not monogamous at all. You know, they have partners but then they're very like loose with opening things up and and closing things off for a little bit but opening things back up mm-hmm.
1: I don't know the data and I don't know if like I was just
2: pulling all that yeah out of there, so I it, have no idea. it
1: seems to be like there seems to be some observation like that's definitely my queer friends are a lot more open to different mm-hmm. non-conventional relationships than opposed to my friends who have for the majority of their lives lived been or been straight um
2: do you feel though that there's like also, even in the same breath of saying that, there's also this like shift happening right now.
1: I do. Like, I think so. I think because the ways, of, like the rules that society has in place for us, yeah. are kind of shifting, and the yeah. public opinion is changing. Yeah. And what you can and can't do.
2: Part of me wonders is if it's like an echo chamber because we do this podcast, but then part of me sees things like it's like in the news. Yeah, it's like Willow, with Willow Smith, like <laughs> telling her her grandmother and her mother, like I'm 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 talking about maybe exploring polyamory so what and like them you know them kind of being like her grandmother trying to wrap (laughs) her head around it being like what and like that's that's new that's in the news like you know Mm -hmm. people are talking about in the news that's a kind of it's a big deal and i feel like there is a bit of a shift and like or for for cbc to like take you and me on the air and have like have a discussion where people are calling in and Losing their fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. you know, I feel like that that wasn't really some that wasn't really CBC's bag
1: ten nope. years ago. God no, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised I, it was even now. I'm happy. It was, <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, I'm I'm still shocked.
2: S- yeah, same, same. Uh-huh. Especially especially after you see all the comments, you're like, oh, geez. oh, <laughs> like
1: yeah. We live in this little bubble oh. where, thankfully, most of the people we interact with are mm-hmm. very, very.
2: And that's the thing is like but, sometimes I want yeah. I wonder if it's like oh I'm not really. I'm a little detached from like the, the the rest of the world because I'm surrounded by all these people that are like really open minded. But I feel like Halifax is just like is one of those cities that, and we've heard this with guests who oftentimes who come and visit us from outside of the city limits. Like they, they're like Halifax seems like such an open, sexy, progressive city, and in a lot of ways, I, I think it is.
3: I, I really can empathize with, like, the sometimes, you know, since we started having these conversations and and since we started opening our relationship and um, it seems like it all happens at the same time as, like, gender fluidity became, like, c- common no- knowledge. Like, we mm-hmm. started talking more about that and, like, you know, sexuality and um, sexual preferences and all this kind of stuff. Like, it feels like it all started coming into the public conversation like around the mm. same time as we started having these conversations with people for the podcast mm-hmm. and it's just you know with getting older and like everything just feeling like mad chaos out in the world and with so few things that you can like grab a hold of and be like I know the at least I know. That there's only men and there's only women and there's no <laughs> difference. Yeah. It's like no, literally everything mm-hmm. is fluid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. And so I can imagine being Will Smith's grandmother or being of that generation where they're just like, oh my god, what? thank God my yeah. time is almost up. <laughs> yeah. This place is, this place is mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: lived with my grandparents for a little bit while I was dating um, my last girlfriend, and that I think just. They are wonderful. I'm so grateful. They're very kind and kind and accepting people, but they're definitely very conservative and I knew it stressed out my grandpa just a little bit. But. I was
2: I was fucking married to her and her grandma would be like, So how's your friend, Jeremy? <laughs> like she wouldn't even acknowledge that we were fucking married. We got married on her front lawn. <laughs> yeah. I was still your friend. Yeah. How's your friend?
3: Your friend Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I I told my grandmother about my open relationship just this past summer. Oh, you did? Virgin, yeah, I told Virgin.
2: I didn't I don't think I knew this.
3: Yeah, so this is my grandmother like I grew up next door to.
2: Oh my God.
3: And um I was like, hey, so listen and i i oh, cause explained cuz todd
2: uh, todd's around
3: todd's around but he and i had he would rose, go uh, with and rose's dog, right. rose todd's dog right. with right. me right. often and she'd be like whose dog is that and i'd be like oh it's my friend's. and then <laughs> and then friend. and then i i <laughs> was not like lying. Yeah. i really wanted uh todd to meet her so i told her about it and you know she what did just, she say she said uh <laughs> oh she God. said I don't know what to think about what you told me. (laughs) 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 And I was like, I know it's not. Uh, No, no, no. she was just, you know, and she cries about everything. So I'm sure she had a little cry, and then, and then I was like, the reason I'm telling you is because he's here on the island, and I'd like, I'd like to bring him out here to meet you, because you know, I just, (laughs) you're really important to me, and it's really important for. I was like, you know, I, other people have known for the last couple of years that it's been happening but I just wanted to I wanted to make sure it was really solid and before I brought it to you and and um, she just she didn't know what to say about it. But then when I brought Todd out to meet her, she turned on the charm. No. Like, Oh yes And she sat across from the table. Adam just smiled the whole time and giggled and laughed and like just totally interacted with with him and and then she hasn't really asked me about it since. But oh, I know next time I visit, if I'm there without without either of you, she'll be like, "Did your friends die? <laughs> you still have those two friends." <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: She's the oldest. Like she's like the oldest woman on the planet she's, in my mind, in my in my eyes. Like she's just so like she's just this short. I've maybe seen her on her feet like four times in my life. Like. S- short squat yeah, little lady to, like, my when she goes oh, to hug the when she, she hugs you she just hugs 80. you with her forehead she just goes she
3: headbutts you just headbutts that's exactly your chest. what she does she <laughs> doesn't even use her arms it's so it's funny so man oh. she's 86 she's not that old but no, she's, she's not, but... rural Prince Edward Island yeah. Yeah. right you Yeah, know, she's traveled a little bit but never been on an airplane oh <gasps> What? Never had a drop of alcohol. We were
2: trying to convince her la- last oh, time we were at the house. We were sitting with her, and there was this little pamphlet on the table, <laughs> she and, it, showed and it, 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 she showed us. She, she, she was like, "Got this, just... got this in the mail," and she like it out, pushes it, pushes it, and it's like a, it's like a, a bus tour, like a seniors bus tour of PEI, oh, and my... and we were like, "That's it's, sounds so, it sounds great." Brent yeah. Brent died or, yeah, not too long ago. His grandfather, so she you know she's alone out there. So we were like, "You should go." There's probably you know a bunch of your friends will probably be on the bus. You meet some new people. And she's like.
3: No, I couldn't. No, she's like, no, I probably, I probably won't go. I probably won't Aww. go. Like, and I was like, <laughs> it was, was the like, sweetest and saddest she thing. She was in the like, world. also, I've. It was to this. It's like a a place that's like a two hour drive from her house, but the whole bus trip was like six or seven hours long. That's a long day, right? here. Yeah. it is. It's a long day. She goes like, you know, I'm just, <clears throat> I'm, I don't move very quickly, and, and I was like, trust me nobody on the bus is going to move that quickly Faster, and she yeah. was like but then you know we're in the van and and what if i have to pee i was like it's an 8 hour day yeah. to a 2 hour trip the bathroom stops will be plentiful it was yeah. and she was like i think i just i think i just i'm just too old to do things like that anymore and i was like this place is really beautiful she's like i've seen it
1: i've i've seen it <laughs> 70 years ago yeah. exactly
2: Aww. It was the saddest, but like sweetest thing yeah, I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah. My grandma has a really funny story about the one time she got drunk and like I lived with her in university. So I was coming home at like 4am, like on different substances, like rolling, like (laughs) hung over the next day, not making it to class. Like my grandparents just watching me and my sweet grandma, she's like, yes, I remember the one time I got drunk and she like,
2: I had an orgy with 30 women. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'll see if like, oh, see where I get it that, from. that's where
2: you get it from, sweetie. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> but uh, she, it was the night she got engaged to my grandpa and her friends got her really drunk and she, the room was spinning and she had to put her leg on the floor because she couldn't oh like, my. like lie wow. on her bed and put her leg on the floor. So cute.
3: That's so precious.
1: Yeah.
2: That is the sweetest thing in the so world. So sweet.
1: And then there's me just blacking out three nights a week (laughs) in 30 year university it's fine (laughs)
2: um i know that uh just just to like kind of switch things up here for a second i know that you you had mentioned that in your in past relationships you you've kind of like fallen into um uh cheating on on past like uh past partners um which which we can definitely relate like brady you were you've uh you kind of identify that way or had for a while. We were like, I just cheat on everyone. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, I think I just like I had communication breakdown issues mm-hmm. for the for, like I did not know how to express myself or my needs or my wants. And I and I definitely felt really guilty about like the attention that I wanted and um, the way that I like I. I I felt like I this is how I engage with people as I'm really flirtatious and blah blah blah. And um I think I think yeah, it, it it I I did cross boundaries that were just never discussed for a long time and I think I think it was only recently in, in our conversations about polyamory that I was like, well, maybe that's mm. what I was a feeling and just didn't know how to express. Not that being polyamorous is an excuse to like cheat on your partner but no. to but to be able to identify like oh I have I have the desire to give and receive love mm-hmm. in different ways from different people um now I have of like a vocabulary to talk about that
1: yeah because I think there can still be even within an open relationship there can still be cheating like it, totally. if I start seeing somebody else and, not, and I don't tell my partner then mm-hmm. I think I mean I definitely consider that Cheating. totally
3: yeah and yeah. people do and yeah. like people in open really it's not a not a cure for a cheating no, no. Par- party partner because th- i think what causes us to cheat is a different it's a it's a different thing altogether
1: yeah i think a lot of in looking back at my past relationships oh. and why i'm uh, the times that i did cheat on my past partners it was very impulsive it was very much like I
2: in honest, the moment yeah i
1: didn't even like have a second to register what i was doing it's just um I had my ex, um, my most recent ex. I, one time, she, I she was yelling at me, and she just, she's like, she said something, and she just called me hedonistic, and I was like, that is exactly what I am. Yes, mm. like mm. you're right, and I, it, it, she meant it as an insult, but I, I was like, I was like, oh, that's not even an insult. Like that's just that's the word I would like, a fact, to yeah, to use to describe myself. Um, but I think it just stemmed, it stemmed from a desire to connect with other people, and and whether that be just really intimate emotionally or intimate romantically or sexually. Um, and it was just something that I had always felt, but couldn't, again, couldn't communicate in my relationships. Or when I did try to communicate, it wasn't the right person to be with to have that relationship or to have that set up. And it mm-hmm. always just ended badly from there.
2: Do you but. think those experiences in life, like do you think you've you've taken something or gleaned something from those experiences oh, and like going forward? Because like you say yeah. now that you know it seems like in the situation you're in now and i'm just i i'm totally throwing this out there but like perhaps there have been like some opportunities where you could have like made a decision that you might regret and and decided like wait no i'm not going to do that totally. with this partner you know like yeah is 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 it from is it from just like past experience and going i don't want to fuck up like i did before or is it through like actually Because I think that what you just said, Bridie, is very, like, there's something very thoughtful about that, that the way you've kind of put together, like, from your past experience, what you've taken from it, and the way that you've applied your, you know, going forward from here on out. And, like, is it something that you've put a a lot of thought into based on those past experiences?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, um... Like I can see, you know, I can like feel the same feelings that I felt before in previous relationships and having those desires to connect with other people or to get to know somebody in a more intimate way. And I see those opportunities now and I'm like, it's not something I would, it's, I don't also have the same, I, in past relationships, I, past relationships, I definitely felt trapped because I wasn't able to. So It was something I was like, I'm, so for example, my current partner, the partner I'm with right now, um, when I was with my last ex, he was the one person that she was like, not okay with me seeing with, Mm -hmm. which the Uh. second she set up that boundary of, he is the one person you are not allowed to talk to. I was like, he is the one person I want to talk to. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, uh, it was just like, okay, like that's like somewhere I'm not allowed to go now, but. It almost, I don't know, it made it like me want to connect with him mm-hmm. more. Um, and so in my past, my past relationship, my last ex, I ended up cheating on her with my current partner. Right. Um, and that's is that where has we, how we started. Is
2: that where writing this letter kind of came from?
1: Definitely. I mean, um, I also, there was a time period um, after I broke up with, after me and my ex broke up and i was not seeing my current partner i was like kind of single for about 5 months um mm-hmm. but i started dating um i my friends who are like a couple so we were in like a throuple situation mm-hmm. um and the girl in that couple i'm still like i'm still really good friends with both both of them but the girl in the relationship introduced me to your podcast
0: oh. and
1: um she was just saying she's like you should apply to be a guest on the show cuz i think you'd be a great guest so that's why i ended up doing it i was like Okay, I have to do this if I don't do it, I will regret it, regret it forever. So, right.:
2: like, No, sorry. I meant yeah. the letter that you wrote for your current partner.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, because the, you I kind of wanted to touch on that again, that there's the, the, the fact that you wrote out a letter to like put all your feelings into words and then gave him that letter, that's, I think that's something that like not enough people apply in, in their own relationships.
1: It was a great way to express myself and i actually wrote a, a first draft of the letter yeah and it was very angry and yeah. it was very mean and so that was like my first draft and i wrote it very i think i was i think i had had a few beers and then i was like <laughs> wrote this letter and read it in the morning and i was like oh this is awful i cannot yeah. give this to him
2: and then you ate a bunch of mushrooms and you're like <laughs> yeah. No, oh, you know I write it this way. and then
1: i wrote a second draft and that yeah. was the one that i ended up giving him but it was a really good exercise for me because it I, I had never written a letter before. I'm not hmm. a big writer, and it was a really good way for me to express my feelings and exactly how I wanted them to come across. It was there was no way it could be misinterpreted. Or I stutter sometimes, so it didn't come across as any way that I didn't have in, didn't have the intention mm-hmm. of it coming across. And yeah, it was really it was definitely something that I had I felt those feelings that I had felt before in previous relationships yeah. of just wanting change and wanting to connect in different ways Um, and instead of doing what I had done before in the past which has been historically cheating um, I was able to switch that I think Mm -hmm. and yeah we were able to grow because of it it's really good
2: yeah that letter writing uh, tactic I think is like is something that so many more people should be adopting into Mm -hmm. their relationships because you're right it gives you an opportunity to like really hone in on what it is you're trying to communicate um
3: and like you know i think it can be really scary to say things out loud yeah Mm -hmm. um especially like (coughs) if you've never said it out loud before and you're just figuring it out as you go it's Mm -hmm. way safer to do that alone on paper to like say those things for the first time like you said to get clarity on what it Mm -hmm. is you're actually feeling like sometimes it's not even like I'm clear on my feeling I just don't know how to express it it's like I'm not even clear on my feeling yeah yeah so if I just start writing everything down in the safety of my own space then I can look at it and be like oh first of all not as fucking terrifying as I thought it would be Mm -hmm. and yeah what were you gonna say oh just
1: saying you could kind of put together your own development or like how you're changing as a person. It just like allows you to organize it.
2: And I I think it's also important to stress that like that this this conversation does not include texting. No. Immediate. Like that is like probably even worse than just blurting it out of your fucking mouth face to face. You know what I mean? Like texting anything, having any sort of vital conversation or relationship type like argument or or negotiation or like communication with urgency through text is always bad. It's mm-hmm. like always detrimental. Yeah. Like I, tone is never read properly. There's always like some sort of miscommunication. It's
1: like when you get like that block of
3: text.
2: Oh god. It's just like oh It's yeah. it's honestly the worst. It's
3: it's it's so infuriating to yeah. me when mm-hmm. I see that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I know. Ugh.
3: No, just don't. Just actually write it on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Even even emails are great, but just, like, write it on paper. And
1: even, even I think, just, if like, being able to give it to them in person and just be like, this is how I feel. Like, don't.
2: I've sealed it with my blood. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Don't, like, I'm not angry. I just, I need you to know. And just being able to have that, like, that last communication in person with the Individual, you're giving the letter to of just being like, "This is how I feel. I need you to know. Yeah. It's not bad. This is just how I'm feeling, and like, I'm I want to work past it. I just I need you to know."
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I agree.
3: It's so valuable. And then there's none of that. But you said you said this or whatever. Yeah, there's just like- something nasty about getting a text message. Or just I have a friend, and her and her
1: partner would often fight over text, and she would send me the screenshots of it. I was just like oh i do not have the emotional capacity to deal with this right now i don't know how you're doing it
2: mm.
1: i just hate it i know and it just i can see i could see their relationship spiraling and just i was like this is not going to get better unless you talk in person yeah w- or- like
2: one person just going to step down and go through text n- not right now like like wait till we're together yeah let's end this end this text conversation immediately Mm -hmm. because it's just it is it's so toxic
3: and just throw your phone out
2: yeah or do that Mm -hmm. you know just just fucking just chuck (laughs) it chuck the fucker
3: i've been having a lot of fun ignoring my phone
1: lately oh yeah yeah it's been great the one thing about my job is that i work extended periods of time and we're just not allowed to check our phones and i love it mm. it is the best I'm like oh sorry couldn't text you back not allowed to check my phone really i just i if i really needed to check my phone i could but it's so nice to have those periods of time where you're just like unavailable sorry if you need me yeah
2: that's i've been that. really ch- i've been really clocking how addicted i am to my phone mm-hmm. as of late
3: that's good baby
2: well, I'm glad. I'm only just, I'm recognizing <laughs> it, sure, but not doing much about it.
3: Right. That's the first step.
1: It is the first step. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. There's many, many more steps to go.
3: It's the thing I'm most looking forward to about this winter of the strip that I'm going mm-hmm. on is that there'll be a yeah. whole, at least probably a whole month where I won't even ha- have a signal. So there's no, wow. there's no, none of that.
2: We got to talk about that. We got to figure it out. We got to talk about how we're going to communicate. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, what if, Letters,
3: right? what if something goes wrong? Cool? Uh, Nothing goes, no, nothing's
1: going to so like, go that wrong. We, no.
2: I mean, one of us might die, but.
1: Yeah. That's like, that's, I just. We're all going to die. So like, you know. Yeah. I've had that, I've had that phone call too many times where t- somebody calls and it's because somebody's died. And Yeah. That, yeah. Now I have yeah. like <laughs> a little bit of so answering the phone. I love talking on the phone. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things. I, I love like answering the phone and being like, oh, like, so-and-so's phone how can i help you like love that right um but there's just been so many times now when somebody calls me i need to answer right away and i'm like okay hi who's dead and then, yeah. yeah like n- most no of the one. time yeah. nobody's dead but every once in a while most of the time most of oh, the time God, yeah. and then yeah it's just happened too many times and yeah so.
3: i that i, I literally mm-hmm. i almost if i see a certain person's name on my phone calling me you know uh-huh. with like whatever the time of day is and I put like it'll always whatever chain of pattern of thinking is going on in my mind it always inevitably is, arrives on someone's dead Yeah. And so before I answer the phone I'm like okay I should put my hand on something solid take a seat or I should sit mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. and just be like hello hello every time my sister calls me I'm like here we go
1: cause yeah there's nothing worse than answering the phone and being like are you sitting down right now
2: it's like, oh god I won the lottery
1: (laughs) Which is That's the That's the other That's the opposite Sometimes (laughs) that does happen I've
3: never gotten That phone call But I would love to I've had
1: some I've had some Recently There's been some um, People in my life Who won a lot of money And that was like very exciting like through the lottery no not through the lottery through uh, um professional gambling but oh uh, crazy yeah yeah oh, yeah i know
2: oh you oh i know who you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah that's crazy we were i was hanging out with this person yeah it's my, recently. That's my
1: partner's brother oh so no shit okay crazy yeah.
2: yeah and i was like i didn't know we were hanging out for like so well, so long and then someone at the table mentioned it and i was like dude what the fuck yeah. That's a very... You have a very interesting life.
1: It's actually... It's honestly... It's my partner who has a very interesting life. Like, one day I was talking about how much I love Picasso. I was like, I think Picasso, like, as a person was a real dick. But, like... He's like, that was I, my great-grandfather. I really like his art. or He'll have to... Oh, I said his name. You'll yeah. we'll have to... Leap it out. But um, he, my partner was like, oh, we have a Picasso.
3: No. And I was
1: like, pardon? He's like, yeah, go look in the hallway. And we just... He took me into the hallway at, at his parents house and there's just a picasso vase just
3: fuck
2: Whoa. hanging out that's yeah, wild. wild that's super wild he's
1: a very he's a very like a very modest very calm yeah. very unassuming unassuming and he never boasts but he just like he's like oh yeah i sailed the south pacific for six months at one part of my life like Whoa. he made me a necklace once with a uh, black pearls that he got Like off the coast of from the Titanic. (laughs) No, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, whoa!
0: Captain Jack
2: Sparrow (laughs) gave me these.
1: Yeah, he's he's so funny because he'll just come up with like things that he's done in his life, and I'm like, you are not that old. Where did you have time to do all these things? I
2: love meeting those people. Yeah, they're my favorite people to hang out with.
1: And he's so shy, so it's something that he never really talks about. But then he's had this crazy, interesting life. It's definitely it's one of the things I love about him is just that. I don't think I'll ever know everything about him because he, yeah. he's just always been like, oh, yeah. I was a re- receptionist in Whistler for five months. I'm like, Barton, when did you? What? Okay.
3: You know, I you hear, hear you say that. I hear you say that about uh, just you'll never know everything there is to know about him. And I think that that, that is a really interesting takeaway that I've gotten from a lot of Vester Burrell's work is like hmm. if you stop being... If you start thinking you know everything about the person mm-hmm. or you stop being curious about them, that's when your desire is gonna your desire is gonna fizzle out
2: yeah mm-hmm. and it
3: that's why i i really hate um i hate like when in in arguments or or non arguments even sometimes when a romantic partner like defines you and they're like, oh yeah I hate but that. you're like this and you're like. You don't have me figured out that way. You barely know me. Yeah. I've lived right. I've lived thirty-four years of my life without yeah. you. I think there's something so toxic about that too,
1: when you're having an argument with somebody and they're like, oh well, you're just like this. You're this way. Like you're hedonistic or you're mm. selfish or you just only think about yourself. I think that's there's something so non-productive about that discussion and it just puts you in a box and you're not gonna Move forward from there?
3: I think it probably comes from the way that we like categorize information coming in and like try to sort it into little boxes (laughs) in our own brain of like how we already understand the world. So it's like if you do a thing and it reminds me of someone I know, then I'm more likely to attribute their personality traits to you or assume that you have them or like I'm looking for them even mm-hmm. um, similarities between you and that person and I think we do that in relationships a lot it's like this is the experience I had in my re- last relationship so I'm bringing it in you know I'm seeing evidence of it here on you and you know and then and you step back and you're like I'm the common denominator yeah. here.
1: <laughs> oh I'm the cause of all my problems so weird <laughs> how that works out yeah yeah
2: well this has been really fun um uh mostly there's so many things i want to say that i'm like i can't say that but uh uh, mostly just because uh i know you um but (laughs) it's been really fun i'm glad we made this happen because i when i figured out uh where that email disappeared to and who had applied i was like oh this would be this would be really great so i'm glad it thanks for having me yeah it's really fun thanks for coming on yeah and uh Thank you all so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week as we always are with a fantastic conversation. But in the meantime, go to Apple podcast and leave a rating and a review and hit the subscribe button uh, because it means a lot to us. But the other thing that means even more is patreon.com slash turn
3: Yeah. It's a huge uh, part of uh, the reason that we can continue to do what we do, especially with traveling separately from one another and, Jeremy being so wildly successful as a public speaker that he's okay. traveling worldwide and I can all never right. I have to fly places to catch up with him um, no but it, it is um, even you know those of you who are don- donating a dollar and those of you who are subscribing with with 50 bucks a month it is um, it's all so deeply appreciated by us thank you so much
2: mm-hmm. um, And if you want to hit us up you can email us at termionpodcast.gmail.com at gmail.com or you can send us your butt to that email or just dm us on instagram uh lots of lovely bums up on the, the, the instagram we haven't we been have shut down yet
3: so many too in the in the
2: don't send area. us don't send us fully nude butts those don't those don't stay they up get, they get us they in get trouble. they get <laughs> taken down really quick
1: like at least a g-string but yeah, yeah, yeah. Le- <laughs> well yeah
2: there's a g-string photo on there right now that hasn't been taken down yet so i'm, I'm expecting it to stay up um but uh yeah feel free to send that away and uh uh i think that's pretty I much it i what. was yeah we uh, we haven't done this for a while so yeah i've been so sick um
3: all right well i guess that's it for then. <laughs> that's it for this week <laughs> until uh, next week
2: go fuck yourself <laughs>